I like watching superhero movies in my spare time. And uh, one of the movies I was watching that reminded me of this passage of the gospel was uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. And in the story, Wolverine, he's a guy that has the claws that come out of his uh, fist. He has to go back in time to complete this mission or else all of humanity will be cast into unending war and genocide. The problem is that Wolverine really, in his mind, isn't the best man for the mission. Uh, but really, he's the only one that can, can do it. He's not the smartest. He's not the strongest. He's not the most eloquent. He's not the most patient. Besides, he has a broken, checkered past where for many, many, many years he cared only about himself. Yet he's called nonetheless. And I think today when Jesus calls the 12 to their mission, they probably felt like Wolverine. I'm not the man for the job. But they were called nonetheless, and Christ would work great miracles through them. And the liturgy today is all about this mission. And you, yes, you in the pew, you are part of this. Today, God has summoned you here. Yes, you thought that you were the one that came here on your own, but that's not the way it works. God brought you here, just like he summoned the 12 apostles. And maybe you think that you're not the smartest, the strongest, the most eloquent, the most saintly. You feel broken. Well, guess what? God still calls you to a mission that only you can do. A mission that he's made for you. And today, Christ looks you in the eye and calls you. He asks for your help. It's not that he needs any of us. I mean, he's God. He can do everything himself. But he loves us so much that he wants us to share everything with him, even the thing that matters to him most, which is redemption, getting souls to heaven. So what is your calling, my friends? I would love to have an exercise right now where I give you a piece of paper and write what you think that answer is. Everybody has a calling. You're not called to be on the sidelines. You're not called to be complacent and ordinary in the pews. You're called to do extraordinary things. You're called to be Christ for the world. And what does that mean? That implies three aspects. We're called to be Christ in our voice, in our mission, and in our trust. And today is a time to remember what this means and rededicate ourselves to it. Because it's really, honestly, the secret to joy in your life. If you want to have joy, you have to live for the mission you've been made for. And that's what we're talking about. Wolverine discovered that on his mission. As he tried his best, he found redemption and new joy. That's what we're called to do today. So let's analyze that a little bit more profoundly. So first, Christ in our, mission, our voice, mission, and trust. First, voice. Christ calls each of us to preach to the world, to be a prophet. Now, you might be saying, wait a minute, Father, when did I get that job? I don't remember that. Well, that happened at your baptism. When you were baptized, 
you were called to share in the role of Christ as priest, prophet, and king. We're always called to be the voice of God in our world. But how do you do that? Well, the first reading unlocks this for us. We have Amos, a prophet who was sent just like you and me. You know, the prophets uh, in the Old Testament were a new way that God dealt with his chosen people, with Israel. Before, you had a chosen leader that God worked through almost exclusively. So you had Abraham, and you had Moses, then later you had the judges. But now, with the prophets, God goes outside the established authority and reveals himself personally to someone that he wants to be his ambassador to be his living voice. And the prophets were not qualified. Amos was a shepherd and dresser of sycamores. What's a dresser of sycamores? It doesn't mean he puts dresses on trees. It's a way of cultivating fruit on sycamores so that the the fruit gets big and juicy. It's a very detailed and um, mundane effort. He was not some theologian. He was not a Pharisee. He was not anybody special. He was doing ordinary farm work. And many of the prophets objected to God's choice. They felt, hey, um, sorry, Lord, I'm unqualified. I don't have what it takes. And then furthermore, God only called prophets when It was difficult times to deliver a really difficult message. Amos, in his time, he he was rejected. He had to go through enormous humiliation for God. The northern kingdom was falling apart, and why? Because interiorly it had become rotten. They had turned away from God and followed uh, false gods. They did not trust the power of Yahweh to save them, as in the past. And so Amos, when he said his message that God told him to say, it wasn't like everybody said, hey, great job, prophet, we're behind you. No, they said, Amos, um, we don't like you. The king had him, the king was angered, imprisoned him, mocked him. And all he was trying to do was preach a return to the covenant of the past, a return to trusting God's love. And his conviction and God kept him pushing him to be the voice of conversion, but he suffered because of it. And with all the prophets, sometimes that voice brought conversion, and sometimes it didn't. But when you apply this to our lives, my friends, we are God's voice today. We are his modern prophets, if you will. And God chooses you, yes, you in the pew, who thinks you're very ordinary. God chooses you. He chooses you to be his voice to the world. And yes, you're not qualified. Get over it. None of us are. That's not the point. God still chooses you. And yes, like the prophets, we object to this mission. God, I'm not qualified. God still chooses you. Why? Because he loves you. And he wants you to share in his love. And he wants you to have greater meaning in life than just yourself. 
the greater meaning in your life is you doing good for others. That's what you've been made for. And yes, we are called in difficult times. Just like in the time of Amos, our world today has interiorly began to rot. Our world around us has turned away from God, hasn't it? In so many different ways. Our, our world, our culture, we don't really trust God. We don't think that He really cares, that He really acts in my life. Because if He really did, why do I have suffering and cross in my life? We turn away. We turn away from God because there's sin, there's selfishness, pride, vanity. But we have to be the voice of God's prophet. We have to bring people back to the love of Christ, to the covenant of God, to return to trust. Remember in that movie of X-Men, there's a moment where Professor X, he's like the leader of the whole group, he says this one line that really stuck out to me. He says, just because somebody stumbles and loses their way does not mean they're lost forever. <laughs> Isn't that the story of all of us? Just because you stumble and lose your way doesn't mean you're lost forever. God is doing something big. We always have to have hope, hope and conversion and change with individuals and also with society. And so many people today have so much fear and anxiety over the world. Where is your faith, O prophet of God? Where is your faith? We have to believe in Christ. The voice of God is a voice of hope. Not despair. Not anger. Not rebellion or hatred. The voice of God believes in the providence of God that will not be thwarted by the petty schemes of mankind. Part of your witness is hope in our world today. Belief in the goodness of God. That God will overcome evil. We can't give up because we're rejected and we have difficulty. We have to believe in the love and power of Jesus Christ. But to be His voice, we have to return to our mission, to our trust. Voice, mission, trust. Second point, called to be Christ in our mission. The second reading today by St. Paul talks about our mission a return to the covenant of Christ, to bring all souls into the covenant of Christ. And what is this covenant? The cross, the Lamb of God, who brings us reconciliation and peace, a new beginning, called from the foundation of the world. Do you realize that from all of time, God chose you to live right now? It's not by chance. It's His plan. You didn't live 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 500 years ago. You're called today to live 2021 in Manteca, California at St. Anthony's Parish. And you're called here in this context, in this matrix, to make a difference. To bring people back to that covenant. You're called to fight for his, this mission, for the truth of Christ in our world today. You're called to follow him in the, in the Eucharist and in the cross. 
to carry across his faith, to be a witness of the love of Christ. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying, uh, Father, I can't do this. God will give you the power. God will give you the strength. He gives you his body and blood in the Eucharist. He gives you his grace. You can do this. You can be his voice and bring people back to his covenant. But it all hinges on the third point. We're called to be Christ in our trust. You know, when Christ sent out the apostles to do amazing things, he said, basically, hey, 12 apostles, I want you to go out, and I want you to be unprepared. Now, when you go on vacation, I mean, how much time do you, do you prepare things beforehand? You're thinking about all the stuff you need to bring, your luggage, your, 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 your itinerary for the vacation. You're, you're imagining every single detail. And Christ says, um, guess what? There's no plan. Go. Don't bring extra money. Don't bring extra tunic. You can have your walking stick and your, your sandals. Go. I mean, most of us would say, uh, um, uh, Lord, this is highly imprudent. So why did he do it? Why did he send them out purposely unprepared to take nothing. He's trying to get them to trust in him. You know, God kind of knows everything. He knows what you need. And if he sends you on a mission, do you think he's going to say, oh, I'm going to send you a mission, and guess what? You're going to fail. <laughs> That's not God. He sends you on a mission, and he's going to prepare the way. We need to trust in him. He doesn't forget us when he sends us. And that's really the nitty-gritty of everything. Do you really believe and trust in God in your life? When Peter walked on the water, how did he do it? By his own intelligence? It was God's grace. It's Christ's power. When we really trust in the power of God, there's no anxiety. But don't we have anxiety? I won't ask you to raise your hand, but don't we have anxiety? We have a lot of it. And why? Because we're looking too much at ourselves and not at Him. The apostles trusted, and it had to be hard. Like, okay, I got to go and I'm not prepared. But they did it. And by Christ's name, they drove out demons, they healed the sick. They did amazing things because they trusted. And so, my friends, the question is do you really trust Christ? I know what the right answer is, but do you really trust Him? This is the witness the world needs from you. When you have absolute trust in Christ, trust to be his voice, trust to be his mission, that is what you can do right now. And that changes the world. Right now, Christ is calling you to be his prophet. 
How is he calling you right now? And by the way, I can't answer that for you. But please don't leave the Mass today until you answer that. Is it your trust? Is it you getting more involved in the church? Don't leave the church until you know the call of Christ for you today. What is the mission He sends you on? Now you might feel like you're not the right superhero for the job, a misplaced Wolverine, but you are called by Christ and you are definitely not a mistake. Be Christ to the world. Be His voice. Carry out His mission and witness to the world your trust in Christ. And as we do that, the miracles of God will flow forth powerfully through us, His church.